Welcome back to New to Medical Device Sales. I am your host, Jacob McLaughlin, and coming to you guys bright and early this morning. It is about 6.30. Been up since 5. I had to get some stuff done, but I needed to get this podcast out before I go work out, as you guys can see if you guys are watching on the YouTube in my cutoffs. So I will be getting this out to you guys. Uh, I forgot my t-shirt that I was going to show you again, guys. It's so much fun having you guys reach out, giving t-shirts, sending these t-shirts out, you know. Um, and my whole thing is, you know, people are like, I can't believe you're sending out t-shirts and all this for free. Like, yeah, it cost me money. But at the end of the day, it's like, I want to build a community here. I want to build people that like are excited to be here, be a part of this community, are just know how hard they've worked to be in there. And, and that's just my thank you to you guys again, because I want to be here without you guys if nobody listened. So I'm just so thankful that you guys, you know, take my advice, you get it, but also that you want a t-shirt. Like, that's just cool to me. And like to have people post pictures and see, you know, my t-shirt with them um, and just a little present so they can say I broke in, but just to see it, it's, it's awesome. So again, if you guys are breaking in, please let me know. I'll just be honest. Like I literally just got four yesterday. Um, somebody broke in with Johnson and Johnson. They were, they got, uh, offers from striker. Uh, we've got uh, Boston scientific Medtronic. Um, who else? Nuvasive. Uh, those are some of the companies that I've had candidates reach out to me just this week and tell me they got hired by. So again, big name companies, uh, which is just, it's amazing to hear because me personally, I know from being a personal trainer and where I was a year ago to where I'm at now, it it will change your life and in and, and just a great way. Like financially, it's going to set you to, it should set you financially free if you're smart with your money. I hope you guys are smart with your money. Um, but again, like for me, it's allowed me to do things, have opportunities that I, I wouldn't have had if I stayed being a personal trainer uh, for where I was at. Um, so again, it's just, it's an amazing career. It's an amazing thing to see. So I'm just excited for when every time I get those uh, screen or I get those texts, I just screenshot them because it's just something for me to like go back and look at and like see how many people are getting hired. We're well over a hundred people breaking in. And the best part is when these people tell me they're breaking in, it's not with uh, just any company, you know, it's with the top, top 10, top 15 companies. A lot of them don't have sales experience or they did, but they weren't getting interviews. So it's just fun to, to see that. So if you guys, I just say this as an encouragement. It's, I hope you guys are getting beneficial information from these podcasts because, again, that's my goal is just to help you guys. So if you guys ever have questions or you want to just chat or anything, please reach out to me, Jacob McLaughlin, on LinkedIn. Otherwise, you guys can reach out new to medical device sales on my podcast and my Instagram. I had several this morning. I already responded. I'll be calling them today when I'm driving. Uh, I don't have the t-shirt with me, but again, it just says I broke in uh, new to medical device sales on the back. So if you guys do break in, please let me know. And you guys are a listener. You bought the ebook, whatever it is. Let me know so I can uh, send that over to you because I, I love seeing it. And then... Just a reminder, we will be coming out. It's with getting um, edited right now, but I will be having a, a book come out again, a second book. So the first book is New to Medical Device Sales. It's teaching you guys how to break in. My second book I'm writing and I just finished, but it's getting edited. It is. It hopefully should be out in the next couple of months. It's my first year in um, and, it, and it just explains what I've done right now. Just got a call. I just made another sale. I am on track to close out my capital for the year in Q2. Uh, so we, you know, we broke top 10 at points, top five, it, it's always changing. Um, but you know, like to take, to get a call from your VP and have them say, Hey, Jake, you, you took a territory that was the last place to now you're in the top 10. Um, now you're looking at fighting for, you know, president club, 
uh, rookie of the year, stuff like that. That's what's exciting for me. And so again, I'm just fighting my hardest to try to be there. Uh, but again, just sharing my experience to make my uh, to so you guys who break in or you want to know what it's like once you break in, uh, you have an understanding of you know what to kind of expect because these are just things I've learned that I didn't know. So again, if you guys are interested in still looking for that book, I talk about how I was a personal trainer. I got four job offers from top thirty medical device sale companies. How I landed a um, landed it with now I'm a full line sales rep with one of the top companies in the world, and I just put in you know what I did, my messages I sent out, how I uh, interviewed, what I talked about during my interview, my business plan, messages I sent, follow-up messages, just all that. You guys can find the link in the description um, and then the show notes. So again, if you can, you can do that. If you guys are watching YouTube, press that like and subscribe button. It helps us grow this channel and teach other people about this awesome industry. And if you guys are listening on the podcast, please drop us a five-star review because again, it just helps us grow and let other people see this. So getting into it, I wanted to go into this. I had a couple people reach out in the last couple of weeks about this and I just got done traveling. So if you guys watch my YouTube videos, I do a travel day. I do day in the life of a medical device sales rep. And so I just put one out last week where I was traveling um, and I get a lot of questions what that looks like. So I just wanted to go over what that looks like for reps when it comes to like travel benefits, uh, what you're going to expect in medical device sales and then just going on kind of what a 1099 W2, what's the difference? Uh, we've talked about that before, but I think it's uh, something to really touch base on because I'm talking with more and more people uh, that I'm making friends with that, you know, are 1099 versus W2 and kind of the perks and, and, and just perks, but also just the differences. Again, like I say in every podcast, this is my experience. It doesn't mean it's the right um, matter. It's not the right opinion. It's just my opinion. It's just my experience. So I'm just sharing that with you guys. So always just take everything, everything you listen, everything you hear, always take with a grain of salt and do your own research and make sure it, it fits and stays true to you as well. So <clears throat> getting into travel benefits, medical device sales. So the number one thing I get asked is, Hey, what's, what's, do you get a car? Do you get, <laughs> do you get your gas paid for? And this is where I always have to tell people it always depends. It depends on the company because I know with some companies like my company, for example, I'm with a very large company. I get my car paid for, I get my insurance paid for, I get my gas paid for everything that comes to my vehicle is paid for, um, which is, it's awesome. It's, it's great. It, it, personally saves me money, uh, especially with gas just going crazy, you know, so that is very nice. Um, and it's nice not to worry, you know, like even I tell people this, like in my first nine months, I had three flat tires, you know, so if you think about that, each tire is like 400 bucks, that's $1,200 just in tires that I went through in the first nine months that, you know, I didn't have to pay for. So again, just things like that will make a big difference. Some people that I've been told to, uh, this is again, normally, some of the bigger ones and then they can change it. But like the, some of my buddies that are with bigger companies as well, they'll get just a car allowance. So say it's 300 bucks, 500 bucks, 900 bucks. I don't know what that would be for you guys, but you know, the average I've seen and what I was offered was normally around $500. And so what that meant is for your insurance and for your car payment, you would get $500 from the company to go get a car. Uh, and then they would pay that much towards the car. So you, again, you could go get a good car for the four or 500 bucks, 
just a but you also do an insurance and then they usually will reimburse you on mileage but it was something like 50 cents per mile or something like that so you would have to keep track again that's not been my experience i just track every month or every time i fill up i have to put in what my mileage is but otherwise it's covered for me uh some companies and some uh reps will have to you know keep track of all that and then there's other people who they actually don't get an allowance they just are getting paid their uh travel so again if you have your own car that you would need then they're like hey if you're just starting out and usually this is like a 1099 position that they're going to just have you pay and real quick what a 1099 versus a w2 a 1099 and a w2 a w2 is an employee um so for example i'm a w2 for my company so i work for them they pay my stuff they pay for a lot of benefits but also like they use me for tax reasons they can write me off as a tax write-off because i'm an employee for them compared to when you're a 1099 1099 is basically you're a you're an individual contractor you're basically your own little entity your own little business so for for example if you have a 1099 or and like for myself when i was a 1099 personal trainer and i had my llc I would have write-offs. So it was my own business. So I'd have an LLC and then I would like, if I'm paying rent at a gym, if it's 500 bucks, well, that rent comes off my uh, taxes every, or I, no, a percentage of that would come off my taxes because I'm doing that for my business. So I, my car would be a deductible for tax reasons because I need a car to drive to work, to go train. My gas would be deducted, right? So there you can see where like the difference is. So basically a 1099 is you doing your own thing. Even if you work for a company, right? I've heard this, oh, I'm a contractor with this company, right? But if you're a 1099, you're still your own person and you would keep your own like stuff for business and for tax reasons. And then you would write that off. So it's just a little different. Basically, the best way I can always explain it, a W-2 is kind of like you don't really worry about it. Your company takes care of everything. Um, and again, if they're like for myself, if they're paying for my car, they're doing all that. I just have to track my mileage every time I fill up and enter it at the end of the month. It's pretty easy for me compared to if you're a 1099, you're probably, you're like, if you had $1,200 in fixes on your car, you're keeping track of every single receipt. You need to put that in because at the end of the year, when you go to pay taxes, that will be deductibles. Um, and so if you guys didn't know that, I would highly encourage you guys to do a little research because this is why business owners can go get a car and it's a tax write-off, right? So again, it's just stuff for you guys to learn. Um, it's it's really educational and takes it beyond medical device sales. So that's really with the car. Number one, number one is I get asked. Number two, travel, exact same thing, right? Some companies are going to give you 500 bucks per flight or some of them, most of them are going to pay for your flights if you're going to go somewhere or your hotel or you're going to pay for it and then they reimburse you or they'll do the same thing and there's a percentage that they'll reimburse you. I'm, I'm again, I'm not in that role. So I want to know this is just what I've been told from teammates or people that I'm friends with. So again, maybe they get a per diem for meals, travel, all that good stuff and they get a certain amount compared to like for myself, when I travel, I go through our company and they book everything. And so I will just put it on them and they, they take care of it all, right? I still have to put it all in, but they take care of it. So just so you guys know, when it comes to meals, yes, I have like a per diem when I'm traveling. So I, I don't get it like in my territory. I can't just go like be here in Phoenix and be like, I'm just going to go out to eat and charge the company that no, that doesn't work. Um, but if I'm traveling inside my territory and I'm going to an office and I'm doing lunch and stuff. Yes. Like I can write that, uh, have the company credit card to do that. And then I will do expenses later that month, which I actually have to do this week because <laughs> it is the end of the month. And then, um, also when you guys are doing it for your meals, 
when I fly, like if I'm not in my territory, we do have like a, a certain amount. So like for some people, it's like 10 bucks a person. So for example, if I'm doing an office of 30 people, I can't spend more than $300. I have to get a name count so I can list the person and it has to break down to $10 or under per person. So when you're ordering, this is something to think about when you're trying to order for people. So same thing. And then for myself, if I'm traveling out of state, then I get a certain amount for breakfast, certain amount for lunch, certain amount for dinner that I can charge to the company because I'm traveling. Again, when you're doing your own thing, if it's a 1099, if it's a distributor, they might cover it. They might not. They might do reimbursement. They might give you just a percentage. Again, so it is all all going to be dependent on the company you're at and how they structure stuff. I just want to give you guys a little more intel about it. Um, and then Really, what you'll see is like when I talk about 1099 versus a W-2, a lot of times like a W-2 is going to be your big companies, for example, like your Johnson & Johnson, Medtronics, your um, Striker, Smith & Nephew. But again, there are a lot of like I've heard like Smith & Nephew does a lot of distributorship. So maybe you're the 1099 at the, out of Smith & Nephew, right? So they, they sell Smith & Nephew, but you work for a distributor that sells that, right? So you're kind of like a middleman. <laughs> But again, that's that's what it could be for your 1099. But basically just talking about a giant company, the, the perks of a giant company is they're going to give you um, – they're going to – there's – first off, there's opportunity for advancement, right? Like you could be a rep and then you could be in a senior level rep and then you could be a manager and then you could try – you can work your way up in these bigger companies and that's what a lot of people will have goals with. And then also – you will normally get covered. So like I will go into benefits here in a second, but then like compared to 1099 or like a startup. So I, I talk about like 1099 might not be a startup, but it could be a startup. And here's the difference between a startup is a startup is a company that's trying to get on and may, maybe blow up or normally what it is, is trying to get acquired, get bought by a striker, a Johnson Johnson, a Medtronic, get bought by somebody and then they can get a payout. And so there's really two difference. A lot of people go to these big giant companies because again, advancement, they can be there for 10, 15, 20 plus years. Uh, security, like again, you're probably not going to get bought out if you're with one of the top companies in the world. So you're not just going to get fired right away. But again, there, there are layoffs. Again, I say this to people all the time. Normally though, from my experience and what I've been told by managers, other reps, usually the reps in the territory are pretty safe because you are the person on the ground, knowing the accounts, knowing you have the relationships, all this compared to like, if it's a manager, like a regional or district manager, they're kind of interchangeable. And what I mean is that's not like to put them down. Like you have to have a good manager. You have to have people that do the great. But for example, if your manager is taken away, you would still be able to function and as a rep and I could still do my job if I didn't have a manager. And then if I had questions, I could call another manager in a different territory or I could call my VP. So again, that's like when companies do layoffs, a lot of times it's kind of like that middle management. It's not the, it's not the reps in the lowest and it's not usually the higher. It's kind of like that middle management that could get. So something to think about as you guys like get in, do your career. But again, the giant company from my experience. So again, when we talk benefits, awesome health benefits, again, you're in medical device sales. So awesome deductibles, awesome benefits. You know, I had a buddy who the company we work for, uh, they went and uh, they're going to go do their pregnant or they're going to go <laughs> have a baby. And when they come out, they're almost paying almost no money from the hospital. Uh, very small deductible, which if you guys do not know, it is not cheap to have a baby. And I learned this real quick when I was a personal trainer and I had clients come in. They would be like, we had the baby and I got a bill for $12,000. And I was like, what? 
And that's what they even, and I was like, you have insurance. And they're like, yeah, but insurance only covers so much. So if you guys are thinking about having a baby and you don't have the greatest insurance, something to think about because it can be very expensive before you even walk out of the hospital. I did not know that. Then I found out and then I was like, man, insurance sounds pretty good if I ever want to have a family or kids. <laughs> so, uh, but again, mine is very uh, good dental vision, all that good stuff. You know, I got actually pet insurance for my little dude, uh, which we just had a procedure done. Uh, we had to get snipped. So again, insurance will help cover that. So again, I get good benefits, uh, 6% match for my 401k contributions. So something to think about as well for you guys. So like, that's kind of like the big questions when it comes to like, what's the benefits with the W2 and all that compared to like, what's a 1099. Again, when I'm talking about a 1099 startup, it's always going to be dependent. I can't say this is not general because each company is different. Each startup's at a different phase. Are you three people? Are you a hundred people? Like you don't know, but like the difference between a startup, because I've talked to a couple more people in a startup and learned more is, you know, the startup is, it can be intriguing because here's the thing, giant company, I would say you're more in the safe category, right? You might make a little less, but you're like job security. You have, you have the backing of a big company. They're paying for your car, your, your travel, all that stuff compared to a startup. You might be paying a lot of stuff more out of pocket or they're, or they're just going to reimburse you. So you pay first and they do it, or maybe they cover it again. I, I'm not the expert and there's all that like there's every company's different, but the thing with that can be intriguing to like a startup is sometimes startups will pay you a higher commission and salary. Like you could make more money at a startup. Um, I've talked to a couple of reps that, you know, like if they were in the big companies, they probably wouldn't be making as much as they are. So they can do that. Also, they can get stock options. For example, if you're getting stock options, you work there for several years, then you get bought by a big giant company like Johnson and Johnson, and they buy them for a hundred million dollars and you have a certain amount of stock, you can liquefy that and awesome. Now you just made money. So like, again, that's why people do startups, right? They can get bought out if they have shares. Like I have a person I actually train. Um, he was the first employee. It ha it's not a medical device sales. It's, it's a tech company medical device sales. And they, he was the first employee. It's been three or four years. They're finally getting ready to sell for hundreds of millions of dollars. And because he was the first employee, he gets 1%. So 1% of hundreds of millions of dollars is an, at minimum a million dollars. So again, there's always like some perks. Again, I'm not saying you're going to go work for a startup and make a million dollars. No, I'm not. Uh, but there's there could be bigger upside with it compared to like you know, if you work at a bigger company and they're like, you're make this much, this much, this much with a startup, it's like, you could make this much, you could hit the moon and you guys sell out and you make all this money, or you literally could lose your job tomorrow. They just run out of money or it doesn't work. Right. And that's what I was just going to say about a startup. Like I literally just talked to a guy, they worked for our company. Then they went and they left. They worked for a startup. They were so jacked. It was a good opportunity. They did it. Three months later, they got canned because the whole place. So they went from working for a top company to a startup. And three months later, they had no job. And then they're like scrambling to find another job. Again, there is no right or wrong answer. It's just whatever fits fits your lifestyle and fits where you're at. And I think it always, I always tell people, it's also different than the rules you're at and where you're at in life. For example, I'm not married. I don't have kids. So I could be a little more risky if I would like to, because I just have to take care of me and being a personal trainer, doing what I do. It's not like I live this crazy extravagant life. I like save my money. So again, I could go right now, like I said, I could quit tomorrow and do whatever I want, but I could go work for a startup and maybe I get canned in six months. Okay, well, that sucks, but 
I would just have to make sure I cover my expenses to live. And if they're low, I'm okay. Compared to if you have two kids, a wife at home, a mortgage, you know, you have a car payment, you have all that. Well, then you kind of need a job and you need money coming in every single month and you need to make a certain amount. So again, that's where I'm just saying this, uh, it's different levels of life. Like even with my teammate who's about to have a baby, right? Like insurance is important to him because he's about to have a baby, right? Babies aren't cheap. Like we just talked about compared to like myself. I'm not, I'm a very healthy individual, knock on wood, thank goodness, you know, I take care of myself, you know, I don't really use my insurance, you know, I might go to the um, hospital or urgent care or whatever once a, once a year if I have something happen, but normally, you know, I'm pretty good, so again, the, the insurance to me isn't as big of a deal, yeah, I'll go take advantage of it, but it's not like I don't look for a job because of the benefits, if I guess if that makes sense, compared to there's a lot of people who do because they're at just different points of life than I am. So again, you guys, I hope this was beneficial. I hope this helped because again, it wasn't crazy into the deeps because again, I just don't have enough experience being a 1099 or a startup. I just, again, I've talked to people. This is their overview. I'll work on getting people who are in a startup uh, on this channel so they can dive deeper into it. But just know when you guys are breaking into medical device sales, you know, for travel benefits, cars, meals, all that, usually you're either going to get them paid for or you're going to get a certain amount that they're going to give you like a stipend is what they call it. And maybe they give you 500 bucks for a car or you're going to do it and they reimburse you at the end or there's a percentage. They might pay for your gas. They might not pay for your gas. You might get a uh, cent per mile kind of deal. So again, you just have to make sure these are the questions you need to be asking yourself when you guys are doing everything when you're traveling, like, you know, is, Hey, is travel covered? What's that look like? So you guys know, because the worst thing you could do is be all excited, break in. But you, again, if you come in as an associate, it's like, Oh, you make $67,000 and you're like jacked. You're like, all oh, right, I'm rich. But then it's like, you're paying, you don't get any reimbursement for a uh, car or insurance. So you're paying for it all yourself and you might get like 50 cents to the mile. Well, that's a little different to, than the person who's like, Hey, I'm going to go work and they're going to pay me 65 K, but they're going to give me a car. They're going to pay for all my gas and stuff. Again, not, there's no right or wrong. There's just different levels and stuff. So again, just make sure whenever you guys are reaching out, when you guys are going through these interview process, when you guys are getting to the end, you're asking these questions because you need to know about your uh, compensation, because this is a talk I have with people all the time is, some of these companies know people want to just break in and they will lowball them, especially like, you know, I've talked to people in some trauma positions and I just hurt for them. I'm like, dude, they make your salary in two surgeries. Like one week, they make what they're paying you in two surgeries and then everything else for the rest of the year for 50 weeks, it's profit for them. Right. And again, they have they have to pay out and all that good stuff. But like, again, for the amount of you're going to work. So make sure you guys are at least doing research. Um, and again, if they're offering you under 50 grand, I would be very skeptical, uh, especially as associate, because you guys are going to be doing a lot of the running around the work. And so again, that's just my two cents on that. Because they're always every company, it doesn't matter medical device, it would happen when I worked at the gyms and fitness, they dangle a carrot. Oh, you could do this, you could right. I just talked to a rep yesterday. Every time they're looking for a job, it's like, hey, the top reps make 300k. Well, cool. That's probably one person out of the whole company that made 300K, but they'll say the top reps. And so they tell you because you think, and it's like, well, you might get in there and the average reps actually making 150, right? But again, that's after three years. So you might have to work your way up. So again, there's no right or wrong answer. It's just whatever you guys decide works best for you, what opportunity you get. Um, and then I do want to just touch on 
I'll actually make a whole podcast about this. It, like I get calls about the onset onset specialist or onsite specialist for striker, all these little minimum wage jobs. And I'm like, they're crap. That's just my personal opinion. If you want to go waste your life and make no money to hopefully not have a chance to break into medical device sales, it's a great opportunity, I guess. Um, the reason I say that is I got offered it. They're going to have you work 12 to 14 hour days. You're going to be at a hospital all day long. You're responsible for that account. You're going to get, they're going to pay you $42,000, which after taxes, you're going to make 35 grand, which if you do the math, you make literally no money and you could just go work at McDonald's and make that much money. But you're in the hospital. You can make it, they'll tell you you can be with reps. You can work with doctors. You can get these relationships. And if you do a good job after two years, you could possibly go be an associate where you have to work another two years to possibly be a territory manager. So now you're invested five years to be a rep. Or you could take my advice and what I did was got offered and said, no, thanks, worked hard for another two months and then got a full line sales rep. And now I just saved myself five years and now I make what I would have made five years ago and worked. I work hard now, but I'm getting compensated for what I should be. And so, again, that's always personal preference. It's always personal experience. It's what I would do if I were someone. It would be more beneficial for you to go work a sales job, get sales experience, make money while you're getting good at sales than to go sit, work a lot for one of these giant companies who will literally tell you when you ask, can I be a rep after this? They'll be like, depends. You'll have to see. And then you're like, now you're going to work for no money and they're going to give you so much responsibility and you're going to do it for two years, a year or two. And then you have to prove yourself to maybe be an associate. But again, you'll probably get beat out by the person who was a president club winner at ADP because they know how to sell. So again, that's always my two cents. I'll make a podcast all about that. As you guys can tell, my feelings are very strong about that. But I just say that because I get so many messages of people asking me to do that. And I'm like, if you want to waste your life and make no money, do it. But like, for me, I don't see the benefit. Again, maybe if you're 21, 22, and you are used to making no money, and now 30 grand sounds great, and you want to get in the medical device and just learn the hospital. That's another thing. But like literally the guys I talked to 24 to 26, I'm like, no, it's a waste of time because you would be 24, then you'd be 26 to be an associate, then you'd be 28 before you're even getting the shot to be a territory manager. And it's just not worth it. If if you guys are wanting time, because I literally promise you, if you go hard, like I talk about in the, the book and what I talk about on this podcast and in these videos, if you go hard with networking, you make enough relationships, you show you're valuable, you show you're the top co prospect, you show that you will get results. I promise you, if you just took two or three more months, you would get a, a sales position as an associate. But again, that is also with me being confident and me not being afraid to work and put in 10 to 14 hour days Why I'm trying to break in. Like that, what that's what people also will sometimes misunderstand is I was working 10 to 12 to 14 hours. I'd wake up at 5 a.m. till like, and I would do this till nine or 10 o'clock at night, literally messaging reps all day, doing research on products, making business plans, you know, following up with people, getting meetings set up. Like that's what I was doing when I tried it. So if you're that person, I would not do these on site, on site specialist role. If you're not that person and you're lazy and all that good stuff, that's a whole nother conversation. So, I digress. That has nothing to do with benefits. I just felt like it was on my heart to share that because I've had a lot of people reach out about that. But again, if you guys are watching, please press that like and subscribe button on YouTube. If you guys are listening on the podcast, a five-star review helps us get to more people and teach them about this awesome industry. 
And if you guys are looking to break into medical device sales, again, new to medicaldevicesales.com. The link is in the description. It's my ebook going over how to break in, how you guys can get job offers with no sales experience, or if you, even if you have sales experience, maybe it's something that you're missing. And then what I did to get those four job offers and land a full line sales rep with one of the top companies in the world. And then you guys can also reach out to me on LinkedIn at Jacob McLaughlin or new to medical device sales on TikTok and Instagram. Love getting the messages. Literally, I'm going to jump on three calls today when I'm driving today. So again, don't be afraid to reach out. Look forward to talking with you guys soon. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Peace.